0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Carbide Content. I'm one of your hosts,
1: John, with Dry Axis. I am David from Contraption Collection.
2: I'm Dalen from MachineWise. And I am Grant from Fellowship Blades.
0: Neat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Might have messed up the order there. <laughs> it, <What>?
3: worked. <laughs> it worked out well.
1: Uh, so we were we didn't do a podcast last week, but we did talk to each other last week. Because I guess we were feeling a little bit like we wanted time to be able to talk about things that are maybe more personal or or aren't ready for the public yet. And so we're thinking about trying every other week with the podcast. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything to
3: say about it. Yeah, something we're trying out. Schedule might be a little bit different. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we
0: work too much and can't go to therapists, so we had to be <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: exactly. Yo. Also, uh, you know, I think we, we kind of talked about it when we first started the podcast doing every other week because uh it, a lot of times it doesn't feel like a lot happens in a week. Yeah. Uh or, or it can feel yeah, repetitive, right. but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think we'll see because we have been pretty good at being able to talk for yeah, you know, over an hour often. Um but I don't know. How's how is your week, one of you guys?
3: Grant, kick us off. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um let's see. Well, I think relevant to uh what we talked about actually outside the podcast is uh-huh. I'm learning a lot of things that I didn't know about surfacing. Oh, uh so after you know our our session last time uh, <laughs> the blades be are feared. Yeah, (laughs) the blades came out so good. As soon as I tweaked the tolerance to, I think I put it like a millionth or something like that. Oh my god, it fixed everything. Everything is so much better.
0: (laughs) Did you try that that surface uh, tolerance setting too in the compare and edit?
2: No, I just I just did uh, the tolerance, and it there's still a small thing, but it's when uh, there's a line when it goes from down cutting to up cutting at like at the bottom of my hollow uh okay. on the S grind because it goes back up. And I don't know if I'm ever gonna get rid of that. It's not it's super completely superficial. It tumbles out immediately, but it is it is what it is. But the actual shape of the hollow and the S grind looks perfect. Uh the actual cutting and the service finish looks even better. Um there's a couple issues that I, I random streaks that I would see every once in a while. Those are gone. Um nice. Another thing that I I kind of lost attention to, but I, I was aware of it, but I forgot about it, is coolant concentration for hard milling. <laughs> um, and so my coolant concentration dropped to 5%. I usually like to hold it at 7 to 10. Uh, and we were having a couple issues, and so I bumped it back up. Uh, I, th- I think we're probably riding at 6 or 7 right now, and it's it fixed a lot of problems. So
3: OK. For any, Are you doing... For... What? Yeah, no, sorry, I was going to ask. Are you doing all of the hard milling what?
2: No, just the, uh, I do a, yeah, I do a one tool roughs with air and then I have a finish or a semi finish that leaves uh one thou and then that does coolant and then the finish pass also does coolant. Cool. Okay. So
0: yeah, you you should try that. Um, the surface triangulation setting that might get rid of those weird aryan. it's when like the lines, for some reason, they just deviate for no reason. You're like, this one should be next to that one. Sometimes it fixes that kind of stuff.
2: Okay. I, I'll, I'll still play with, around with it. But the improvement from the, just the general tolerance setting um, was already so good. I, I was like, oh, wow, I just don't want to mess with it. Yeah, All right. Um, yeah, I'd, it's kind of wild because something that um, is interesting is I'm using quarter-inch tools, and Dalen, I think you're using you're using 316th ball for your... 8th uh, inch, actually. Little are oh, using biters. eight? Geez. Yeah. Um, something that we talked about a long, long time ago was, uh, with this kind of milling, generally smaller tools get actually better, like, uh, cusp finish than a larger tool. And so my quarter inch cusps are obviously really wide. And I was, I was aiming for a smooth bevel when I started, but I'm kind of in between a smooth and like Dalen's bevel right now with a quarter inch tool. And it, it turns out really cool because, uh, on like certain lighting, or depending on how you look at it, it looks like a smooth bevel. But as soon as you catch the light, you can see the milling, which is kind of what I like. Nice, um, yeah. So it's it's interesting, but I I wonder if that's because like
0: on the bigger the ball gets, the center, the actual like cutting geometry is worse. You know what I mean? For, so like yeah. an yeah. inch ball in, like yeah. the center is going to have actual cutting geometry pretty close. But if you look at a big ball end mill and look at the center, it's like, does the center even cut anything? Because there's like a right, big yeah, a lot of big gaps and stuff in them. Yep. So I wonder if Bad it gets like... bigger. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if it's something to do with that.
2: I I think it is. Uh it's either the geometry or it's something to do with uh the the difference between the speeds at the center versus the speed at the end or yeah. at the at the edge, I guess. Uh, depending on how yeah. you look at
1: it. You should Try to make like an Instagram video of that or something if you can.
2: Yeah. Like I, the I, light hitting it different. I'll try. It's so hard to capture these things on yeah. camera. Well, that's true. I
1: know that. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it. Like all your guys' blades, like we've talked about how, uh, you know, some people can dog on milling blades instead of grinding them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. You know, when when Grimmsmo was like first just starting doing the steps or whatever, it, it does kind of seem like, oh, this is just lazy milling or whatever, you know, even though it, it's also a, a cool look. But like some of you guys' stuff, especially I'm thinking of that new Kukri blade, I feel like you're pushing into territory where it's like you couldn't even really grind it. Yeah. Like if you wanted to, it, it is like a thing that's kind
2: of dependent on milling. Yeah. So, uh, you, you can definitely make S grinds. Uh, on a grinder, depending on how you do it. However, you physically could not make my S grind on a grinder, because
1: um, you have it, like a, a, a edge and then like a hollow that like kind of goes into it in a way that, and it follows a complex curve. It, it seems like it'd be very hard to yeah. to do on a grinder.
2: You uh, you would basically have to do it with like a Dremel tool or something like that, because. There's there's yeah. not a platen or wheel geometry that could actually achieve what's happening in my s grind, which is it's not to say it's like better or worse, but I think it's really cool that I'm I'm getting geometry that would be near impossible with uh, traditional bevel um, making. So I, that's one point. of the things is that I've I've been wanting to push for a long time is is do stuff that you can't do on a grinder because it's it's no longer a one to one. It's like let's let's use what mills are made to do and and push it's got weird because
1: because i uh, when i started my first designs like that was kind of my goal was to make handles that like you couldn't really make by hand that that or or even that like just normal milling machines or people with like basic cnc experiences i i really tried to do stuff where it's like weird complex concave curves and like engraving following the curves and all this i wanted to like try to do stuff that would be really hard to reverse engineer yeah. but i only really thought about it with the handles and only recently was i thinking about it with the blades
2: yeah i got um i'm always like searching for new and new books old books and and that kind of stuff and i got this really cool book i forget who who it's written by i have to grab it and, and do a shout or something but it's it's basically like the way of the sword or or something along those lines. Um, and it's just a history and a encyclopedia of different blade bevel shapes and sword shapes and knife shapes and dagger shapes. Like, it just goes over kind of everything. And that's when I first discovered the it was a few years ago. And ever since then, I've just been stuck on it because um, it's, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, can, I almost want to do one just for the challenge of trying to mill one. <laughs>
2: yeah it's it's actually it's not as hard as you think, but there there's a few weird things because just just like uh i guess as opposed to our hollow grinds the s grind like I said earlier it goes back up so you have you have two or three surfaces that need to be perfect as opposed to just one surface that needs to be smooth you're now creating intersections along the bevel um, yeah so it's it's not impossible but it it's a little bit trickier than just a standard. You know bevel I think it'd be I think it would be really cool to see on a lot more folders. um mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna put it on a folder whenever we we come in out come out with this folder, so yeah, we'll see how it goes um but on that note, the impusa drop happened last week, and yeah uh, it's phenomenal. people seem to be loving it, so yep nice nice that's quick exciting sellout. yeah it's, the impuces were gone instantly, just like yep, just like they used to be um Yep. so that that was cool,
3: um, new and exciting.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one thing is, like, I think I finally pushed the edge that, like, entering territory people haven't done before. With the, especially just the, the Kukri s blade shape, it is in itself unique. Um, and so it seems to be pretty cool. And I obviously love it, so it's cool to see other people loving it. I'm always, I'm still shocked at how nervous I get. It's like, are, are people going to accept my art? Are you going right. to, you know? <laughs> i here's my offering what do you say Uh,
3: oh
1: but yeah um, i mean that that's another thing we talked about last week is like being our own worst critics and it's like so much easier to look at you guys than myself or whatever and just be like no you guys like whatever you put out it's gonna be fine like it's like so obvious you guys are
2: great and make awesome stuff yeah i mean it's it's easy to get in your head um it's very easy to get in your head i think actually And I think the biggest thing that I keep now that I'm back into a a new product launch or whatever, the amount of weird, like single off comments that just set off my like defense mechanism. (laughs) It's like I get I get I'll see like 100 people going like, oh, that's wild. That's a cool blade shape. Like, I love it. And then there's one guy that says like, oh, it's just an ugly Bowie blade. I'm like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's fine. Everyone has a preference. I just like, you always attach yourself to the negative negativity. Oh yeah. Um, so I've had to re rebuild my, my thick skin for that. Cause it's <laughs> anytime you do something different, people get a little upset with you. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, all, on all on that note also is the style. Um, I've wrapped up. I've after last week, my accounting adventure is near complete. Uh, taxes nice. are figured out. Okay, um, and then I've been building a, a loan book uh, to go to a bank and, nice. and present my uh, you know my business and ask for money. And so I'm basically done with that. I have the book. I'm just going to kind of revise it over the next couple of days, and then um uh, a banker is going to come to the shop next week, so we can tour the shop, talk, and hopefully get some money to put on the sile. I, I have it reserved so as soon as i have the the loan it's it's on the way nice that, did you have to put a down to reserve it i put uh it's a 1500 hundred dollar deposit and then oh, okay. that's i don't bad. know yet what my down for the loan is going to be i assume it's going to be like 10 you know, percent ish probably yeah it'll be probably like five grand something like that that's not bad um, sorry don't i think i cut you off i oh, know you're good it's just
0: equal timing you going with a local bank or is it like a national bank
2: it's local um so i i bank through navy federal because um my grandpa was in the army and i'm taking advantage of it but my dad has a really good relationship with um one of our local banks and they helped him out when he basically was out of money in a very negative money kind of sense Mm -hmm. and all the big banks basically said dude, your, your business is not worth it. You're going to go under whatever. Uh-huh. And, and this bank stuck his, their neck out for him. And obviously that pushed him over the edge and now his, his business is pretty successful. So um, taking advantage of that and also wanting to build that um, discourse with the local bank. I think I don't really need it right now. The business is profitable, but if, and when something goes wrong, I need someone on my side and not just on the, Oh, does this make money side? Right.
3: Uh, so so that's a cool situation money. though. A kind of multi generational uh loan provider.
2: Yeah, it's it's very cool. Um definitely a little bit like I was uneasy about it being like, am I taking advantage of like nepotism? Um yeah. but, but but also like I'm the whole thing is like my business is in itself successful. I'm not relying on him to to like force the loan. It's just a contact. Right. And yeah, exactly. And it's like knowing somebody at the bank that is a genuinely good person compared to just mm-hmm. getting whatever, you know, broker you end up with. and right. They may or may not be having a bad day or something like mm-hmm. it, there's there's enough terrifying uh, stress going around. I'm trying to like minimize as much. Uh, of, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> like yeah. you only I only mean, live like,
2: once, like, get you know, do the safe option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plus, it's like, you know, nepotism or not, you would find a way. To get the money anyways and right. having a local bank relationship i hear is pretty good i haven't yeah. established one but like yeah. i you we always hear people like yeah you need a local bank <laughs> like, yeah
2: okay. yeah well and that, that's it yeah i have i have offers from both my credit card processor and navy federal of being like hey we want to give you money let us give you money uh for you know like high interest rate uh, capital loan whatever yeah. yep um so I know, like, I, if I needed to, I could get the money because they they're already offering it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like you said, I I want to get that relationship because that's what I hear, and I think it'll be worth it. So yep,
0: yeah, and and really the the biggest benefit I see is the bank's like, okay, this first loan was great, like you know, really wasn't a risk. It wasn't a risk because we actually saw your operation, but now yeah. we're willing to loan you up quite a bit more capital and for pretty good, you know, a generous term versus the big guys who could care less about you at all you know
2: exactly and uh, yeah and that's that's the thing is like a style uh, on the grand scheme of things is not a very expensive purchase in a couple months i could probably get it out of pocket if i really wanted to which i do Um, (laughs) but if i if say i wanted a kern or a henshu or a brother those are suddenly it's like okay that's that's unreasonable out of pocket expense. Or I'd have to I'd have to save up for two years or something to do mm-hmm. that. Um yeah. so building that relationship now on something that doesn't really matter will hopefully pay off in the long yeah. term. So
0: going down the road of like just point density alone and like actual tool path points and ignoring like services in general, just seeing like that kind of stuff makes me not realize but understand better why you would spend 400 plus thousand dollars yeah. on a machine that supposedly can do exactly the same thing, but right at such a a completely different level that it's, it right. starts to make sense, you know? And then yeah, also I, why some cam packages are as expensive as they are. Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah. sometimes
2: see that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's something that like, uh, you know, we're all, we're perpetually chasing. I think it's, you're like chasing the white rabbit or maybe that's the wrong term, but it's like, I, the more you understand about a subject, the more you realize you don't know. And yep. the further you like, we're dialing in an issue right now that, um, one pivot hole is probably half a 10th larger than the other pivot hole. And we didn't even know this was an issue until I started like tightening all the tolerances. And then it became an issue. Yeah. And it's like, but now, and now it's like, why they're, they're the exact same operation. They're on the same pallet but why am I losing half a tenth? But then it, you put it in perspective. It's like, oh, that could be that could be thermal because one pivot hole gets cut earlier. That's easily half a tenth. You could throw that in there. could just be Haas, you know. Um, I mean,
0: depending on how far it is, that could easily be in the range of acceptable from the factory, but it's just right. the nature of, you know, half hey, you're, you're six inches away. Like, it's not going to be the same, you know what I mean? Because
3: yep. it's Haas kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Is it half a tenth or half a thou?
2: half a tenth that's oh, like
3: oh.
0: and yeah, when that's, it, that's tight <laughs> it,
2: it's tight and it's it's literally something that like I I'm sure that every single pivot I've ever made has probably been half a tenth different right but but just is because it, I started cranking things in mm-hmm. just, is this so,
3: is this handle pivot holes or or blade bushing holes blade bushing holes Ah, got you okay yeah that, I was like that, man he's chasing half a tenth on on handle
0: that blade. is a no. a, a, a uh, that's a tight that's a tight number what's the like what's the uh the thermal coefficient fact people always throw out like an aluminum bar that's like 60 inches with like a whatever
3: degree
1: change grows i'm gonna look it up like it's 22%. like oh two two percent or something yeah like yeah. an inch of steel grows it's more than i agree per about, 10 I degrees or something i i can Yep.
3: Yep. yeah
1: yeah, I mean that's that's crazy, but it's dangerous. Like the better you can measure stuff, the more you want everything to be to oh. the last zero. Like I was helping my girlfriend make cornhole boards a few okay. months ago, and and like they were like the dimensions did not matter at all, but we <laughs> claimed some wood. And he's like, "All right, that's like you know one and three quarters inches or whatever." And I pull out my calipers. So I'm like, "No, <laughs> it's going back in the plater." <laughs> yeah. Go to the thou. <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, I think that wood also, you know, might uh, expand and contract. I'm not. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> at least a couple thou, probably. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I used to love carpentry as a hobby, but I feel like at this point. I, I, it's hard to go back when it's like eyeballing an eighth of an inch or something. I'm like, now I have to just plane everything into perfect and it takes forever. I saw
1: some video that was like uh, about making dovetails and woodworking. And, uh, you know, doing like fine stuff like that really is actually like to the thousandths of an inch. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because, you know, you have to just be practiced and good at using planes and chisels.
2: Yeah, it's a different world. But, but yeah, moral of the story the more you understand something, the the, the more you realize you don't know, and everything gets like I'm, there's no reason for me to chase half a tenth, but the fact that yeah. it's different makes my brain just go, no. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, Dalen, how's your week going? Or two weeks? It's been,
3: it's been good. It's been interesting. Um, let's see where to start. I find myself becoming less and less involved in the machining side of everything, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a big step. Um, really, all I do now is I look at parts that come out of Tumble and just be happy about them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's, it's very in front of the interesting. Tumbler, it's like fishing, yeah. fish uh-huh, in a I, barrel. Yep, yup. Um, so yeah, I mean, the machining side is running really well. The whole shop is actually running pretty well without me, which is fantastic. Nice. I mean, yeah, really all I do now is purchasing pay bills and uh sharpen and print labels.
1: Are you doing assembly or do you have an intern?
3: uh, so we have the um we have William our intern who comes two days a week right now, and he gets surprisingly most of the assembly done. I just have okay. to pick up a little bit here and there throughout the week just to make sure everything is on track, but it's it's few and far between now, nice I mean yeah, he assembled. 30 Prismas today and several opuses and we weren't really struggling for it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, um outside of that, let's see, I have, I have a meeting with a brother, um, district distribute distributor on Tuesday.
2: Oh, oh boy.
3: okay. Yeah. Um, so I might potentially be looking at like an S 700. Nice. I oh, I think, yeah. um, I think like a, a rough open ballpark cost like kind of base base model cost right yeah. now 700 is like 110 grand so it's it's not uh-huh. that bad okay um so yeah we'll see how we'll see how that goes yeah that's exciting they have them in stock right now too so oh that's the big okay. thing i have um i have a, a potential um job coming up that could warrant a, a spindle purchase mm. on top of yeah. i could also use a second sp- or a third spindle yeah definitely I, yep. I've been
1: looking a lot of, at machines too. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if I'm gonna want to spend that much money. But did you know, uh, Mazak has like uh, a like more lower priced line of machines now.
3: Lower? I know price. that actually. I don't they, know much they, about they, Mazak.
1: They have machines starting at ninety five k now. Okay, wow. that's a good start. And uh, I don't know. I don't think they're right for me. Even if. The price was right i i, I think that they're probably kind of big and uh but but i think it's interesting like there's it seems like everybody's kind of trying to to get lower compete with Haas, you know
3: yeah um so it's a these good market machines to compete
1: in. these machines are made in kentucky these Mazak machines and uh it does seem like uh uh they sort of you know have an option out kind of thing like Haas where uh-huh. You know, I think in a lot of ways it's still better, like, uh, the base features, but some things that I'm just looking at this like price list and it's like, uh, you know, uh, tap recovery is like $500 <laughs> and it's like, you can't just throw in, you know, like, yeah, I don't seriously. know if you're not using big taps or whatever, maybe it doesn't matter. But, uh, or, you know, but like, you can't just like throw that into the control tap recovery.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So I don't know how this stuff works. Also, uh, this like $95,000 machine, for an extra $75,000, you can get an option add-on of stir friction welding. Ooh. What the? Heck? I, I can wait, do you know. that
0: without the option. <laughs> yeah,
2: <right? laughs> in, in a VMC? Or- Apparently. That's Whoa. interesting.
3: Is it, is it a, like a is it a Cat fifty machine or something? Like Mazaks are usually known a little more for their like. No, it's, Cat a, 50. it's a
1: forty taper, but I guess they have a. I don't know what it is, but it, it's oh. like the first option listed for some reason.
3: I like how you can spend seventy five thousand dollars to intentionally crash the machine.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freaking Mazak nickel and Diming you like Haas. Yeah. That's that's interesting. They <laughs> have to oh. charge me for my friction stir welding mistakes. Weird.
2: Yeah,
3: what, yeah I mean, I, I used have... a Mazak way back when. And I didn't enjoy the control. That's my main complaint.
2: Mm. What do I you hear, know what control is it or is it proprietary? It's a, it's a troll. Troll.
3: Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. It's got troll in the name and you'll feel like you're being trolled when you use it. <laughs> uh, this sounds about right. I,
1: I I hear like a lot of people I uh, it's it seems very polar, where lots of people like it, lots of people. Yes, don't. it is.
3: Mm-hmm. It's the um, way they at least the one I ran, the way it handled offsets was like one hundred percent backwards, like tool length mm. offsets and orc offsets. It was like The opposite of everything we know. Yeah. Yeah. What I've. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, just uh, I was
1: just gonna say, like the basic stuff you'd get over a Haas or maybe even a Deucecent or something is is like it might have scales. It you know has like dual pre-tensioned ball screws and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, if you're
3: getting linear scales at ninety-five grand, that's I think unheard of.
1: That might be wrong. That might be wrong. Okay. It, it just might have better encoders or something. But okay, but
3: maybe like like true position encoders or something. That, that
1: yeah, th- I think position. that's probably what it is. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's interesting.
3: Uh, I want to like Mazak because they're orange.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, might be that's the the worst like One reason. thing that
3: makes me not like them is like I I'm was gonna so I was going to ask jokingly, do you not like them because they're orange?
1: <laughs> I uh, yeah, orange is not at the top of my uh, colors color <laughs> list. Damn. Um. But, yeah, it's hard not to, like, look at different machines. It, you know, it's hard not to, like, have this, like, creeping thing where it's like, well, you option these options with a Haas, and it's this much. Well, maybe I can look at this company. And, yeah, this options is, you know. And so I don't really know what I'm going to do. Pro- probably end up with something pretty boring like a VF2. But, uh, you know, I'm pr- I'm pretty seriously looking at this point at machines.
3: Nice. That's exciting. I mean, That's at pretty- the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you get. It's going to be fantastic. Oh,
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll talk to. Eventually, I'll talk about my day and problems with the mock.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. But uh, uh, let's see. So, yeah, potential meeting at for you know brother on Tuesday. Um, I called Enshu today, just mm-hmm. kind of to feel out the waters, and I couldn't get a hold of anyone there, so I gave up and they're dead to me.
0: Mm. That's <laughs> uns- oh my god! That's, that's unsurprising. That's... They're not that big. That's no, the other yeah, They're
3: they're not.
1: Uh, another. Uh, just real quick. Have you ever heard of Roku Roku? Yes, but I... uh, Where was I? IMTS, I feel like I saw one. Yeah, it's like a Mitsubishi brand. And, uh, uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, machine tool distributors where I am. But uh, one is Roku Roku, and and these machines seem crazy. They're like linear motor machines with, you know, meant for like machining carbide or, you know, super hardened materials or, you know, that kind of... Uh, you, like you can use the machine as like a, a jig bore grinder or something you know
3: interesting, interesting. like super high precision machines they've been around since 1903 wow is is that okay? the one, with,
0: one of them has like hand scraped weight or uh, the whole thing's hand scraped so they're like interesting really
1: cool yeah I have no idea how much they cost but like that's like the dream for us is like a a sort of small machine that's like you know Micron accuracy. Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: What's after
3: micron? Is it micron point mean, zero zero one
1: millimeters? I don't know. Like we're going into metric and so there's like you know nanometers. Uh I just saw oh, on like yeah. Reddit someone posting about doing like ion machining where they make nanometer adjustments to things. Yep. Oh, okay. I
0: saw a post too. The one from today. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what these numbers are. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah because one of the uh, i looked at i just i pulled up roku roku out of sheer curiosity and one of their machines claims a uh, measured tolerance value of one nanometer yeah yeah
1: that's insane that's that's like smaller than blood vessels and you know and they, they wa- measure wavelengths of light in nanometers
0: yeah right as <laughs> as we stick them in un unclimate controlled
2: yeah right yeah <laughs> well, put it right between <laughs> these understand. two cracks in my floor yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah um Oh my god, that is really small. Yeah, But uh,
1: you should just a... like look up their video. I'll 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 find their video, the Roku Roku like demo video because I love these Japanese companies with their like super high energy music. And Sarah uh-huh. M- makes this nice. machine
0: that I really like. It's like a small five axis that you can get palletized. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> that for about nine hundred grand, it could be yours. Uh, no, yeah. they're they're under 300 i think at least base what? price wow yeah. maybe it wasn't Metzer, it was uh i don't know some other japanese company
3: okay he's right huh. <laughs> Contact us. better yeah, say man right.
1: doesn't even say did what? i get you way off track of whatever you're talking about dalen i don't
3: know anymore honestly <laughs> I'm so sorry. i mean i mean it is flowing
1: well, it just that um, brother would be awesome. Yeah. Or, yes, or you're, so, you're talking to you were talking to a different company and uh, they didn't pick up.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was talking to Enchu. I couldn't get Enchu. hold of anyone, so I was I was bummed about it. Um, yeah. I still love the machine. I would I would like you know to get one. Um, I'm really impressed with the Brother control from what I'm seeing though. Uh, it seems there aren't really paid options for them. You just get everything, and it looks really nice. It's all touchscreen and modern. Yeah. Yep. I was actually no, talking I- to Dylan from Protium uh cuz oh, nice. he, has, he has 2 brothers actually he has two S7 I think he has two S700s and he has a really cool double column uh, brother F600 oh. and apparently there's only like 3 in the states huh and I really want one but they don't sell them anymore because no one bought them
1: <laughs> what is like the smallest cheapest brother cost
3: there's an S300 Yeah, there's a three like a phone they're booth, booth. they are tiny they're cool they're little things it's probably like the same size as like a silex set yeah. or something yeah um if i had to guess i'd say they're probably starting out at 60 70 maybe
1: you think there's that big a jump because that's what I, i've heard things those kind of numbers that would make me interested right? but uh i heard uh uh you know it just stuff you know those numbers i heard like seven years ago so things obviously mm-hmm. more expensive
3: yeah. yeah i mean again like for an s700 you know base price very rough spitball you know estimate was like 110 grand
1: yeah no i uh brother machines like seem really good like i only hear pretty much positive yep yep so, and I thought that, that so, so they don't have fanic controls or is they it, do not.
3: They have their own. It's a brother D00, I believe, is the control model.
1: Yeah, and, and, and like uh, I love the story where it's like they, they started making these machines just to make their own stuff for printers and sewing machines better.
3: Oh, so it kind of started out like Kern into some some capacity. Yeah. Oh, what does Kern do? Well Kern started out as a job shop. And then they got you know, they got contracts for parts that no other machine that they could find would make them. Wow. So they made their own. Yeah.
1: That's badass.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I just, I just love that if you go to the actual like brother USA website, it's their like office supply line.
3: Yeah. I have a oh. brother printer. <laughs> I didn't know that they made office supplies.
2: Yeah. I I I was in uh Office Max today getting stuff ready for that that bank uh pamphlet and there yep. half the printers in there were brother. And I just laughed my, oh, yeah. my butt off. Cause I was like, I know that brother, but <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I have seen brother printers and it, it never
3: occurred to me because that was yeah. before I was a machinist. Yeah. I brother brother
0: too. Too. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so many machines.
3: Oh. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see where that goes. Um, I don't have expectations. I have hopes and dreams, mm-hmm. but it'll, it'll all depend on financing financially it'll be a no-brainer if i can get financing
1: yeah no that Probably would
3: awesome mm-hmm. yeah up. other than that let's see we had our largest drop to date on saturday Ninety knives. nice oh my wow. gosh yep and i got all of them boxed labels printed and shipped out in a day holy cow and That's that awesome. was that was an adventure i can so i have a i have I have a, an old box that my radiator came in for my car and it's the biggest box I have in the shop that, and it fits my boxes really nice, mm-hmm. but it only fits 60 boxes. So I rolled up to the post office with a box of 60 boxes and then like 30 more boxes just strewn across the backseat. Oh um, my gosh. Oh, so I was, <laughs> I was a spectacle at my little post office yesterday. <laughs> yeah. but Wow. Yeah.
0: You don't have, how often you're not how often you're doing a volume of like say 50 every two weeks is that Guaranteed something every
3: two, i mean we're doing 30 every week and then 60 every two weeks i've talked briefly with usps and they told me to pound sand basically really, really? where i was going with this oh uh-huh. yeah i want nothing more than for a us than for a usps pickup once a week
0: i'm surprised but right? if you ask them then <laughs> i can't give better info than they will
3: yeah. Right? like it was it was a loose like i should probably reassess and try again yeah maybe, uh, maybe it's now yeah it is annoying having to tote 60 boxes to the local post office yeah i was Awful. gonna say
1: yeah at some point like do you just have to use fedex or ups or something
3: mm, no because the, the shop i worked at in northern california they used usps for all their stuff i think they actually used priority small flat rate boxes and they had a they had a pickup once a week on fridays well have I just you, meant like is there a volume where it's just oh, too I, It's much like two hundred and it's like two hundred and fifty a month, roughly, to like for them to even begin to entertain the idea of of picking up for you. Oh,
1: it's no, oh, it's not enough.
3: I thought you were saying it's too much. But you're no. almost
2: I mean, well I guess you're not quite there, but you're I'm close. not quite there.
3: I'm close ish. Yeah. So we'll see. I just have to make more knives to get another spindle.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. More yeah. spindles
3: solve all of your problems.
2: So, you're highly contemplating another uh, mill over like a Swiss or something like that.
3: So I want a Swiss. okay, so I bought a socket pen. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot nice, that, which is a phenomenal. Thank you for making wonderful things, Grimsmo and your team. Yeah. um b, I want to make a a nice titanium pen that is designed for pen spinning.
2: oh yes i think there could be a market there oh there is a market there is absolutely a market and spinning
3: yeah so like um yep yeah pen spinning is i i think pretty large it might even be larger than valleys i i just don't know because i've never dipped my toes into that community yeah but like you know like a hundred to 150 dollar like nice titanium functional pen that's balanced for flipping it or spinning and all that
2: Mm -hmm.
3: i could i could get behind that i think I, I, just, I think that's I can't definitely get, a good product. I just can't get behind the cost of a Swiss lathe.
2: Uh, I mean, bare minimum
3: on God, it scares me.
0: I, I don't know. I, Swiss, Swiss is one of those things you can go see it run
3: in a Swiss I, shop, you know? Yeah. I should reach out to my old boss and see if he has any for sale, because he has, like, 30-plus L12s. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the brother is going to, like, help you make more money it will way more it faster will. than like any other thing you could possibly do it will uh, yeah, absolutely which can lead to the next thing but i still think you know for for like the knife hardware like yeah i go swiss but for a pen you know Grimsmo's using the nakamura because uh for uh the main bodies because he decided that it's it's not worth using tube material like he's drilling rod like you know six inches or whatever huh? um I don't know, maybe maybe he'd prefer to do that on the Swiss uh as well, but I I don't know. I, I still feel like just just uh he might be doing pen
3: clips as well on the Nakamura. I believe I don't he's know. still doing on the Nakamura. His goal is to put it on the Willeman. Maybe he's on the Willeman oh, right, now, the I well, don't actually know. Oh. Um but like I, I mean so I've ran a, a ton of L twelves and L twenties in the past. Um and most of the parts I made on them were mill parts, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> um so I'd be very confident, uh, if I got an I think an L12 would be big enough in diameter for any pen. Yeah. That'd be more than big enough for any pen.
1: Well, m- my concern was, and I guess, I don't know, Swiss that much is, is, uh, the annoyance of having to switch from such a long part to a potentially very short, very different parts like knife hardware.
3: Oh no, it would all, I mean, I would just pull it all out of, um, whatever is the largest bar size that would fit like all of the part lines. Just pull it all out of that bar stock. Okay. Yep. Maybe, maybe have two bar stock sizes at most one for hardware, one for pens or something, but not a bad strategy to keep the yeah. same
0: stock size.
3: Yeah. It you'll spend more on titanium. You're probably going to make that cost up in setup time alone. No, that's, that's smart. Yep. Uh, so that, that's my thinking. Like I just, again, the like entry level to a new Swiss is, is like soul suckingly bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I don't even know how squid was able to do it as fast as he did. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm i actually, sure. that's one thing I did this week is I'm, I'm asking him to give me a quote for some, uh, you know, female sex bolt pivots for my oh, scissors. Nice. Okay. And so, right, uh, what, what thread size? What's that? What thread size? oh 256.
3: Oh, tiny little
1: things. Okay. Yeah. So I thought he just would refuse to do it because he's commented how he hates
3: 256 and he hates two uh, <laughs> T6 torques. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's he might just like, hate it. he might just hate it from like the Valley side viewing it more so than. Oh, the, yeah.
1: No, I yeah. think I, I, it's, you know, we talked about it, Like there is like, you know, uh, I kind of wanted to do like full length threads, but I mm-hmm. think it'd be riskier. So I said, yeah, I could, yeah, you know, we don't we don't have to go the full length. Okay. Um so but yeah, I think it's more of just uh actually being a flipper and not liking knives to yeah. use them. Yep. I definitely want to go up in size, but it'll be complicated when I can because I still I'm I'm I wanted to stay set on this design for a little while. Um, but even if I didn't, you know, I'm still waiting for I'm trying to get some blades made by someone else and see how they turn out. And so I don't want to change the design and then have those be useless.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: And it might not even be possible, at least for the, the two, the two screws I'm worried about. Uh, it, it just might not even be possible to go to a bigger size. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't know.
3: Yep. And I also have one other thing that I could validate on a Swiss as well. Um, I don't have a design for it yet. I have a, I have brain CAD and I don't even want to go too far into depth on it yet, but I have, I have an idea on a, um, on a, Tun- tuneless pivot system that will never back out
1: oh i've thought so much about that
3: Yeah, i think i i think i found my my variant of it okay that's
1: it. So. <laughs> grant's like <laughs> has his own ideas or
2: well i'm sure he has ideas too i do and and this is something i've thought about that's i'm i'm just curious.
3: <laughs> right? It's, I've heard, it's something I've heard, I'll everybody's... absolutely discuss
2: with you guys off off podcast. Yeah. But
3: yeah. Like I'm hasn't even saying anything about it yet. Yeah. And yeah, don't
1: don't uh <laughs> sp- screw up your potential patent life I mean, like I did.
3: Like if there's one thing I'll I'll patent, it would potentially be something like this. So.
2: Yeah. I, that'd be cool though. I am excited if you do see that into reality. That'd be really cool. You want to hear my
0: idea cuz I could care less about sharing it cuz I'm never going to do it.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so
0: bolts, they back out. So that's what Loctite was invented for. It's not the joke. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, what can I do? Because Loctite's kind of lame. huh. it works really good. But I was like, what if you put a screw inside the pivot screw? I've done that. And the head you so you screw in your normal screw, right? With your normal mm-hmm. Torx T8, whatever. Yep. And then there's an internal screw that expands the outside screw outwards oh. into the thread. But you got to use a smaller driver because it's in, obviously it's under the head of the,
1: the Oh, motor. Right. Oh, so interesting.
0: Was like, okay. This could work. You, the, the material it has to be flexible enough, not to just wear over time and then start uh-huh. to break. I couldn't do it because it's really tiny stuff and I don't, it's really, really- small. Yeah, yeah, it's like what are you gaining from it right now? But that's right. just an idea I had. So I think that is a doable thing. It's just that's you good, really yeah, have to It's that do expand expanding it. call it. Kind yeah. of, yeah. But you would need to I think you would have to kind of supply a maybe a custom tool because it would be yep. I mean, you would need something really tiny to go inside right. a T eight and then still have it be able to turn and not strip kind of thing. But yep. it's that's a doable thing. I thought that might be kind of cool. And it's That'd simple cool. enough to
3: where it is. But,
0: the Other issue with something just like that, didn't mean to like derail this, but no, you're good. It's not a field thing, so if you lose the specific tool, and oh, yeah. if you could use like yeah. a T4 or something, that would be amazing. But right. if you lose that specific tool, someone's going to be like, Why didn't you just use Loctite type thing? But yeah, I don't know, <laughs> there, there's something out there that's reliable and repeatable and easy yep. to use, yeah, in the so field. and I don't know why it doesn't exist, so
3: yeah, there's right because totally- I like,
1: Adjustable systems that exist on large scale products, you know? Yeah, it's just, seriously. It's just the scale that's the problem.
0: More yep. space makes things a lot easier, too, though.
3: Yeah. Because, yeah, my idea would work across basically all knives. They'd have to be modified to fit it, but.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. really talking about a pivot system, not, not necessarily a knife design. It's no, just it's, the... I mean, funny enough, it's not even directly the pivot system. It just interacts with the
3: pivot system. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go into more detail about it either after maybe after this podcast or next week if we if we don't okay. do podcast. Yeah, I just have to model it. I just have BrainCAD. Yeah, <laughs> and BrainCAD is a uh, finicky finicky software.
2: <laughs> it is. I, mine completely breaks most of the time. Oh uh-huh. yeah, it just yeah it stalls.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: all my BrainCAD stuff works really really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just translating it into real CAD where everything goes to hell.
0: Yeah. it's Yeah.
2: Speaking yep. of which. John, how's your week going?
0: Uh yeah. I don't like (laughs) I'm going all right. I like yesterday I was feeling pretty burnt out finally. Like I don't Uh I don't think I get burnt out as like a whole and then just give up type thing. I think it just like it's a it's a slow roll, if you will. Yeah. It's like a wave kind of where I'm like, okay, today I'm feeling burnt out and then I feel better the next day type thing. It's never like a built up thing. Oh, okay. Tuesday I got like four to five hours of sleep which is not a lot for me because usually i try to go for a i know that sounds pretty rich to some people but <laughs> i was like yeah i'm I'm done so i took most of today off honestly but okay. i the osg rep so i was paying i don't remember what i what i told you i was paying for the ones from msc the same the same ball maybe mouse.
3: Three or something
0: i think it was 87 or 80 okay, yeah maybe, after lunch Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to see what the, like, if the rep can do better, I would hope so. And then, so the local, I like, the rep was like, we don't sell, but it goes through a local salesman, so it's like the salesman talks to another salesman, which, Uh I don't know, it's just how it is. And so, yeah. They were like 77, and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, But I was curious at, how much would a three eighths ball be? And it's literally double the price. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. Holy Um, crap. Yeah. That's kind of what I said. I was like, it's not double the carbide. So I don't, I obviously don't want to set up a, a, a cutting machine to make Mm -hmm. carbide tools. But I was like, yeah, that's, that's quite a lot of money. But, um, so the reason I'm talking about ball end mills and not bullnose end mills, because I was on a, a, uh, what would you call it? I, don't know, I was trying to get bull end mills to work with the blades. Uh-huh. bull nose end mills and and like oh, I was going over what I was like last week when we were talking mm-hmm. about surfaces and stuff. I ended up actually fixing the blades surface. So I basically deleted the one side in like the yeah. or whatever and remade it properly, which took a really long time because one, I don't really know what I'm doing and then to like you're just trying to get it to not really sure it's not that there's like an optimal shape I guess for a blade bevel but just like does this look close enough to the original does it feel the same and still have the improvements to where it's not a big deal if you don't say anything about it if you get right. get what I'm saying and yeah. now, it's actually it's actually an improvement over what's currently out there because this this the grind, if you will, is more hollow actually. Which leads to more problems that I haven't even gotten to. <laughs> but it'll definitely be supporting the backside on milling is gonna yeah, become ten gonna... X harder, I think.
3: As yeah. I say, that means your your current backside supports are null and void now, huh? Just yeah, tab. so yeah. I basically, yeah,
0: I had to remake those blocks. Um and that's something I'm gonna do tomorrow, but the whole reason I was doing this, the whole reason I spent like way too many hours. I don't know how many hours totally had at, at least like probably 25 hours. And <laughs> just yeah. had this stupid tool path. To work. <laughs> um, the bull that was the whole point and the results were not, they were good. They're just not, you couldn't get it. So the whole thing I was trying to do was use, a flow toolpath path and keep a bullnose normal to the surface that yep. way you, you can benefit from you know full width cutting and basically uh-huh. make cusps not really a thing and even right. if you can't say be nominal to the surface but like let's say you were you were half a degree off or one degree that still makes the cusp into triangles as opposed to like uh spoon shapes
2: mm-hmm.
0: what does the cusp look like uh, like, <laughs> like, boot a finger, yeah. like a negative looking finger um, so if you could get triangles triangle cusps then those would tumble better because they're less aggressively pointed with deep valleys I guess mm-hmm. so that the whole goal was like yeah the bull knows that's the way to go and I could not get it to work and then the only way to get the toolpath to generate properly e- even with and this might be a fusion problem uh, even with like a 60 degree or a 60 thou radius unlike a uh 316 cutter, which only puts the center um like the center flat. What's the math on that? 30, 60, whatever cutter point like in like eight inch? Order. Yeah, I mean it basically makes it really tiny. Fusion still won't generate a toolpath that makes the bull nose nominal to the surface. Mm. And, and it's likely because it gets really, really annoyed that you're trying to put a flat on what is essentially like a dip. Yeah, so fusion's yeah. like, I want to cut the dip. And we <laughs> talked, like Gravid uh <laughs> Gravid. Grant and David. <laughs> Gravid, Gravid and me. We were talking about like, can you cut? You can't cut with a bull nose in in a you know in a bowl shaped area. So that, I'm pretty sure that's fusion was like, hey, I want to cut in this area. So, what it would do is like it would run a line and then it would back itself up and yeah. tilt the fourth axis to cut that area. Uh. And was like, I was like, no, fusion, I just want you to ignore that. Like, I want you to pretend it doesn't exist. But it didn't matter even if you set the tolerance to like 10 thou, it still oh. didn't like the fact that there was uncut, these uncut voids essentially. So I was like, okay, well, I'll tilt it, like, four degrees or whatever. That was the only way to to generate proper, like, follow-through lines, I guess, or, like, smooth cutting lines. And so I did the math on it either—it was, like, Monday, I did the math. I was like, okay, if you tilt a 3 16 bull bullnose with this much of a, a rad on it, four degrees, and what's the cusp if you take, like, a five foul uh, step over versus uh, a nose? Mm -hmm. And the cuspite is actually like quite a bit larger tilting at four degrees. Even if you do get the benefit of them having like the triangular ones, it's like four X the, the ball nose cuspite. So I was like, okay, well I might not be gaining absolutely anything doing this. Hmm. So now I'm like, okay, well I'm just going to use a really big ball nose because I can't afford a lens cutter. I don't know if you guys have ever priced lens cutters out, but no. do, you yeah, what, really. do you know what really lens cutter is?
2: I do. It was like the high I, feed I'm... mills?
0: Yeah. So yeah. there's they're kind of shaped like that. You know, what like a barrel cutter is it's like a tapered end mill. But the, yep. the side taper is actually like a giant radius. Yep. A lens cutter is just the same thing, but it's towards the floor of the part. So okay. you can just imagine if you took a five inch ball end mill, for instance, and you just cut a sliver of it that ended up being in like a three uh wide area. So just that mm-hmm. radius, essentially that's like what a lens cutter is. Yep, so it yep. makes the cusp height, uh, related to that, you know, total five inch radius, but it's yeah. on a really small, small cutter, obviously. Right. And that would be really the best way to do it. Uh, the problem with that is like, I just said, the cost of them completely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, out of this world, ridiculous. Like, I'd rather spend a week trying to get a grinder to work than spend money okay. on these cutters.
1: I have like two or three from Helico. Well, offices, I also but... didn't think Fusion would post anyway.
0: Well, so Fusion will post because Dalen mentioned this last. Oh, English. And this.
1: <laughs> it's okay, Jalen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How long were you thinking of that, that name there, David? <laughs>
1: how dare you
0: how dare you um they give you the theoretical radius so you you can program it as like a gigantic ball mill but yep. in your to your credit david fusion might just be like well you can't cut your part with a five inch yeah. ball i i'm not i'm not making you a toolpath go away kind of thing right which yeah
1: so have you tried cutting the blade with just a regular ball with the but with tilting simultaneous force stuff
0: that was a that was a really long winded way for me to get here. But <laughs> yes, I have. yes, I have. That's what I started with doing, actually. Um, so yeah, it works. That's how I was doing it before. OK. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't know what to say because I'm like, <laughs> I spent so much time doing this. And yeah, I'm just like, how about a bigger ball mill? Yeah, right. So, so I just before I before I came inside I actually just cut this new bevel with a 3 8 ball end mill and okay. so if you do the math on like what's the cuspite of a quarter inch versus a 3 8 it's almost halved I don't know yeah, wow. I don't know wh- why because obviously like it just has to do with weird diameter math is weird, um, is weird. So then I'm <laughs> yeah. like will a half inch ball end mill fit? oh god <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's why I asked OSG about the three-eighths one. And then I was just like, why would I spend like $140 on one when I can just, oh, this this corner of the ball is, like, the corners are bad. I'll just tilt it a little bit more. Yeah, right. Gain a new edge. So I was like, I'll just do that. But I don't know. So that's my adventure with
3: (laughs) stupid. So my cool. grinding
0: wheel hasn't showed up. That's why I'm still
3: doing this. <laughs> I was, uh, okay. I was, I, I had the grinding wheel in the back of my head during this entire conversation.
0: Yeah. I emailed them yesterday or Monday and I was like, Hey, yeah. where my Where's my grinding wheel at? You have no idea how much money you're costing me. Right. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to fix my problems with, you know, what would be the easiest. There is something to be said about how much time I'm wasting. And the fact that if I had just, continued to do what was working, I would have more knives out the door Mm -hmm. and I know that, but there's no one here to stop me, which is unfortunate. (laughs) And I know too, I'm sitting there like trying to do this surface thing and like, I got it working and I learned a lot about surfaces Mm -hmm. and stuff, which will help me in the future. And it helped me with like a, a tool path yesterday, but I'm like, but I could have put out so many more knives and is my current, burnout nests because I'm not putting out enough knives or is it because I'm spending time fixing things that I shouldn't uh-huh. be kind of thing. I don't really know, but anyways, so bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger I,
1: I mean, it seems like you've made some big improvements in the last few weeks, but
0: yeah, for sure. Know. Absolutely. And I will say that the side milling improvements on everything, like the, the anything that's vertical, actually uh-huh. vertical, has been so helpful, honestly. Nice. And the handle toolpath improvement for cutting that with a bullnose for the different cuspite. That was oh, totally yeah. worth it. And it's literally awesome. like under an hour to fully tumble handles. That's which awesome. is awesome. Which is really awesome.
1: See I see to me the logic is doing the flat spots on the the handles make something closer to the end result. Yes. But I feel like the concave hollow grind of the knife, adding flat spots doesn't equal closer to the, to the end result. And so it might not even be a gain in tumbling closer to the closer to the same result would be as big of ball as possible because it's as close to the same curve as possible.
0: Yeah. So like I, and I, we talked about this and I, and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you guys are right. But then there's the aspect that you can tilt the fourth axis. So, like okay. in in reality, you should be able to hit those those uh, con, concave <laughs> con, concave areas because you can you can tilt the tool to cut in them.
1: Well, you know I was saying even if even if you are because because it's the opposite of the handles having a bunch of little flat spots. I feel like is actually worse than having a bunch of little curved spots. Because yeah. the surface is curved and it's curved in the same direction that the cutter is curved. Right. Um, but I don't know. It, I, It's such a small scale. I, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, all I'm trying to do is avoid these, you know, little tiny mountains, essentially. Yeah. It's because of Tumblr, which is, it's so weird to think about. I remember we, there's a, there's a discord I'm part of. I don't know if you guys. I've ever been in or whatever. It's just like one of the machinist discords. Okay. But there was a, there probably still is. There's a, what do you call them? They're like, they're not groups. There's a channel for what was following some of Grimmsmo's like current adventures. Like when he okay. was posting like, you know, weekly uploads on uh-huh. stuff, and people were like, I can't believe like, Blah, 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 just to be tumbled after. And I'm like, you people don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, don't get it. Like it doesn't you. The parts don't just tumble. They don't. It doesn't work like that. Like it's nope. a lot harder than that. Mm-hmm. So I understood the struggle. But I Yo. I found that funny that, you know, people who don't tumble in their job, some really smart people, you know, uh, as far as machining goes, but their end product never sees a tumbler. So they don't understand that. Yeah. Right. It doesn't. It's not that easy. It's like yeah. blasting. I mean I blast stuff and you can still see stuff through it if the finish is, is bad enough. And the finish doesn't oh, yeah. have to be that bad, honestly. Like for no. to, to show through. It's it's crazy, but I don't know. That's just the reality, I guess. But
1: yep. well speaking of blaster with we're already at an hour, but I yeah, right? gotta I gotta rant about my week a little bit. Really? Um, uh, I got I got my sandblaster. Okay, nice. and uh, I was supposed to get it like last Thursday according to the delivery website, but of course it doesn't come. And the mm-hmm. date and the time keeps changing. Then it was supposed to be Friday, and of course the time keeps changing. And I can't get a hold of them to schedule. Finally, get a hold of them to schedule. They say okay, it'll be there at twelve. And uh, and well, like the the phone call says, it'll it'll be there around twelve. The website says like 11 to one. So what time does it actually show up? 9 AM. <laughs> nice. But <laughs> I, I am on the way to the shop. Yep. But not there. Uh, so that's great. And uh, I got it from uh, like TM tools or whatever. The like scat blast. Really, uh-huh. really good name. <laughs> what a terrible yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, it's great name and it seems like a really good build but i i got the wheels for it and that's like not a good design because you have to like bolt it over bolts and you have to drill into the metal and so you can drive this on, thing
0: around nice <laughs>
1: yeah i'm gonna drive the sandblaster around i'm gonna blast nice. backwards and it's gonna propel me forward <laughs>
0: yes it
1: might uh, work but uh uh yeah it's like uh you have to drill holes and stuff. So of course I messed it up a little bit. And so it's wobbly and I have to like redrill the holes bigger so that I can find, find level. Um, the like, cause it's like a big plate with two wheels on one side attached to a plate and then another plate with two wheels. So whatever. Uh, it, it seems good though. It seems good overall though. So hopefully I'll use that soon. Uh, uh, But then uh, today I finally, you know, I've been, I've still been feeling sick. Like even today, I feel like I'm still recovering uh, from whatever I had. Uh, So today I finally uh, tried doing the slitting saw thing with the buttons, yeah. uh, which at least Grant and Dale, you saw on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So that spoils the story that it was a success. I think it's like an improvement. Sweet over oh, what yeah. I was doing, but I still got to try some more. And tomorrow I'm going to try making like four at a time. Um, I was just kind of doing one at a time. Yeah. But man, like, of course, like everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And so I don't know. some of it's my fault, but I'm like, uh, haven't filmed stuff at the machine for a while. So I put the camera too close and get a bunch of coolant on the lens.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, then I'm changing tools and I'm dripping coolant on my fingers and it's like causing me to mess up the trackpad on the trackpad mouse of the uh-huh. Tormach I'm using. It's supposed to be waterproof, but it's like not oil proof, I guess. Right. So That's it. My cursor is brother. like jigging, jiggering <laughs> all over the place. Oh, man. Uh, and then like uh, I first just decided to put some stock in like the serrated jaws of the a little saunders vice mm-hmm. which is a dumb idea uh and if, of course it like tips immediately because it's around
3: oh, yep. round stock yeah
1: and so i thought it'd be fine because it's like serrated uh but the vice is kind of awkward to use um and i i you know i could use like a v block or something but the size is so short and mm-hmm. like i don't want to use like a super long piece of material right um so then i make some soft jaws but again, the vice is, like, awkward to use, and so uh, it kind of tips in the soft jaws, and I'm worried that the soft jaws are ruined, but I tighten it up again, and it's fine. But uh, I'm trying to cut with, like, a whole length of, of uh, a quarter-inch cutter, which is maybe, like, uh, three-quarters of an inch flute length, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. and uh, you can't do that in the Tormach because You'll pull it out of the spindle because oh, it's no. uh, just an oh, R8. Yeah. So i pull it out of the spindle a bit. And so I have to lighten it up and take it like in two depths. Because uh, I was trying to cut the length of four buttons at once plus mm-hmm. the slitting saw. Um, so all, all the classic things you could do wrong. And uh, uh, finally it works. You know, soft jaws are working. Everything's working. I do the slitting saw and um uh what i did is i left uh you know a thin i i slit like halfway on each side but i left like a slight curved tab yep. and so the curve kind of supports it better okay um and i kept having to reduce material i thought i'd have to leave like 10 thou or or something yeah you'd be surprised but uh i'm down to i'm sure that it's like a little bigger cuz the cutter size isn't perfectly Uh, it's like a one and a half inch saw, um, but it's probably slightly under, but anyway, on, on the, on the, um, infusion, I'm only leaving a two thou thick tab, um, which is like crazy thin. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it works and, uh, you could just like snap it off and it's, you know, kind of. Not sure the sanding process what it would be, but you know, I just tried rubbing against like 600 grit. Yep, um, I didn't want to do too coarse, uh, but it seems like an improvement. That's awesome, nice. and That's uh, really cool. is uh, fun and something,
3: yeah. So, I, I've, I've not never done it before, but I haven't done it in a long time, right? Is it an improvement, both in part accuracy or just in time?
1: uh i didn't even think about time i was talking about accuracy i think it's oh, making awesome. more accurate parts. i'm using Sweet. a 16 inch uh uh slitting saw yep uh, it's carbide though mm-hmm. i i also got an eighth inch one i want to try but it's good enough that maybe i don't need to
3: yeah i mean yeah uh, for just parting off i think the thinner would be better save some material
1: yeah of course that's the advantage um yep but uh the first one i did it was like three thou higher on one side than the other. And so I don't know if that was like all sorts of different weird set of problems um, or what, you know, I tried to reface it and everything. Uh-huh. Uh But uh I don't know how much it matters. Like if I come in facing it from one side or the other or how slow I face it, or if it is a slitting saw issue. Uh, but the first one I did was like, Three thousand higher on one side than the other um but the second one seems like it's within a few tenths like everywhere i measure it the okay the parallel
3: i wonder it sounds like it might be moving during slitting um are the is the vice mounted like parallel with x like a standard vice would be yeah were you slitting along the x direction
1: yeah
3: okay uh maybe try slitting it in the y direction just because the the soft jaws will be more rigid if the soft jaws are like just a half circle on each side.
1: Okay, so explain explain the logic there.
3: Um, I've noticed when I try to hold round things in soft jaws that I make, especially like bar stock like that. Um, so you're parts... saying like if
1: you cut into the jaw like towards?
3: Yeah. Like like yeah. If you cut yeah if yeah if you cut in Y basically, which is ninety degrees direction of yeah. the soft jaws. Um, I've noticed if I. If I take heavy cuts on a round piece and, you know, soft draws that are makers on round, it's it's only ever going to tilt in like like in X, because that's the that's the I guess that's that's interesting. And that is it is the behavior. So, yeah, maybe I mean, it might just be solvable by slitting it along Y and slowing it down just a little bit, maybe.
1: Well, that's what I did that I think might have got a better result is I faced it in Y instead of facing it in X. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm only taking, you know, 10th hour or something when I did yep. the facing. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't. I thought that might help. I also, I don't know how much, you know, if I go back and forth or in different directions, I don't know how much I can get better results. Yep. Okay. Because of the tram of the machine or something.
3: Mm-hmm. I also don't know how much, like, force um, the Saunders mod vices have.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it, it. It's it's hard to tell, but I mean, I can't like pull it out with my hands. You know, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to measure it more right. than that. Um but yeah, I, I think I think it'll keep working um and uh and it'll be an improvement. I'm I'm Sweet. I'm taking it I'm taking the saw in a bunch of passes. You know, we've talked about slitting the handles, how many passes to do. I I saw something that was like your pass should be like the thickness of the saw. So I think I'm doing around a sixteenth of an inch okay. passes. <laughs> um, so quite quite a few.
0: What? <laughs> um,
3: sorry, his, I'm just laughing at his me full taking depth the, the full depth. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I could take bigger passes, but I'm also, you know, it's like the high speed machine. I'm taking them.
3: Right. So no, 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 I'm not fast, laughing at I your approach. Like. I'm laughing at the ridiculous idiot decision that is
1: my approach. Cause I'm, I'm feeding at like close to 50 inches a minute.
3: Oh wow.
2: Okay. that's pretty, that's pretty, but that it's only, good. it's
1: aluminum though. It's aluminum. Oh so. yeah. 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 But pretty good. Yep. So, but oh. yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's good to, it's good that despite all the troubles that it seems right. like a win. And yes, the,
3: I mean, that's exciting. I love slitting saws.
1: Fun, fun to do something new.
3: Yep. Slitting saws are a poor man's fourth axis. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No, and, and like I said this would be so awesome to do on a live live tooling lathe. Oh right? yeah. Um or or even a Swiss, I guess. Mhm. Uh <laughs> anything else guys? Yes. Um yes. What? Yes. Okay.
0: I finally found it. The thermal coefficient thing. <laughs> oh. I've been looking for it this whole time trying to learn so I've how been it being these eaten alive come. by
3: this by those. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I hope these numbers are right. <laughs> I Uh-oh. tried to make sure they were. I was like, that doesn't make sense. That can't be right. So <laughs> for a piece of steel, and I just Googled, like, what is the thermal coefficient of steel? Okay. And I'm going to guess this is, like, probably mild steel, like A36, yeah. something you'd weld with. But we can look other ones up. Others, mm-hmm. if anyone cares. So if you started with initial length of one inch, and the initial temperature is 68 degrees, and your final temperature was 90 degrees. So that's a temp oh. change of 22 degrees. Mm-hmm. The change in length is one tenth and a four, whatever the four is. Is that four millionths?
3: Yep. One tenth, 40 four millionths.
0: 400 thousandths. Yeah. So
3: not yeah. too bad. Wow. 20 degrees wow. Yeah, is that's a not much at all. Full 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big change too. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah and nice. then if you went to 100 degrees, which is a 32 degree change, that's two yep. tenths. Okay. Uh, wow. And that's just mild steel. And it seemed like chromoly and stuff. So like, um, what is that? 40, 41 had different coefficients. And then yep. uh, aluminum's crazy. Like when you, yeah, it, it is. Um, so I just did steel. Cause you were talking about table stuff and I felt like maybe it'd be
1: a little closer, but the aluminum mm-hmm. one's
0: like a shock factor almost, but yeah, you know.
1: it, yeah. I, oh. I, uh, I, I did see something, uh, once I don't think I've tried it though, where you can like hold like a metal pin in your hand and measure it before and after holding it. And if you have a good micrometer, you can like measure the difference. Okay. Yeah, probably. Just from the, just from the heat of your hand. If you hold oh, it yeah. for, like maybe a minute. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you, if you look at heat shrink tooling, what's that doing? It's like,
3: and the grip yeah, strength. Right? Is absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It is. Yep. Didn't and I, they do the uh,
1: opposite too. where they like super cool? Uh, Shafts or whatever to put bearings on.
2: Yep. In my thermodynamics class in college, they had a, a cool presentation. It was like a two-inch brass ball and a brass hoop. And Oh yeah. You would you like put it through the hoop or whatever, and you hold it in your palm of your hand for like a minute or two, and then it it would suddenly become a a stick fit or a that's um, cool. yeah. friction. Yeah. fit. Yeah. That's cool. So.
0: Yeah. Huh. That So that's all I had to say. Okay. <laughs> I have one and thing I'm, on
3: keyways, real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's just weird. Um, so I've been using the same keyway cutter uh, on the on the Prismas because it's aluminum. Um, the same one that I purchased for prototyping them is the same one that's running to this day.
2: Wow. So it's done.
3: I don't know, like handle Holy sets. Cow. It's probably done 700 to 800 of them already. So that's like 1600 Damn. individual parts.
2: Um, so
3: was- and so out of nowhere, uh, like two days ago, I'm listening to the machine run. And Jake and I look at, look up at the same time going, does that sound different to you? <laughs> we're, I we're like, yeah, that, sounds, this. that sounds different. <laughs> and so we let it finish and then, which we, he turns on optional stop and then we, we let it finish. We go to look at it and half of the keyway cutter is just gone. Oh my God. Yeah, it's we just have,
0: at halfway life point.
3: <laughs> we have, well, on it, So <laughs> leading into <laughs> it. Um, we have no idea how it exploded. Like, it wasn't dropped, it didn't hit, like, it didn't cut steel or tie, it's just on aluminum the entire time. So it must have loaded up, finally, and just flung half of it away. Yeah. Um. I
0: mean, we're still running were
3: it. The cutting edge, you know, after we're, a while. I'm... Yeah, we're still running it.
2: What, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I told you it's oh, just yeah. halfway.
3: It's just halfway. Oh, no. It's, it hasn't changed anything aside from the sound a little bit. <laughs> It hasn't kicked up any more burrs. The like the finish is the same Um, the tolerancing is the same. So I'm like, yeah, screw it. Dude, <laughs> Let's see how I, much longer it can go. I am yeah. so excited to work with aluminum again. Once once the size. Yeah, in. I love aluminum. I hate it and I love it. Like the struggle of trying to keep your parts from scratching is just yeah. so frustrating. Uh, We just I mean, funny enough, I am using that that one millimeter porcelain ball media still for aluminum. Oh, my God. Oh, you are. Is, yeah. I mean, as long as, as you're not getting like. Like really, really light scuffs just from fixturing and all that, it will take out. Okay, cool. Anything more than that, like if you clamped it on a chip or you dropped it or something like that, it 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 will clearly not touch that. But
2: mm.
3: yep. So yeah, that's all. Half key
2: half keyway cutter still working. Alright, So when when you see uh Fellowship Blades keyway cut aluminum channel valve line come out <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I want to wrap. Call it.
1: Yep. Thanks for listening.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Until next time. Goodbye.